0: Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne bringing you another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by CoinSierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution. CoinSierge Club makes purchasing safe, easy and the overall process more efficient while costing less. All right, let's jump in. I got a special guest today, interview, interview with Mr. Bilal Mia. Now Bilal, is, he's previously worked for as a journalist for BBC and now focuses on crypto while taking care of a family restaurant. So he's a real hustler. Uh, He's been educating people on the topic of blockchain since 2016 and is now focusing a lot of his time on Elastos. And, you know, Bilal, I want to thank you for joining us today. And we're going to dig a little bit more into your story and your history with cryptocurrency. But let me start by welcoming you and and thanking you for joining us today. Hey, Wayne, thank you for having
1: me. Really, it's
0: it's an honor to be here. Absolutely. It's an honor to have you. I, uh, you know, I haven't quite been in the space as long as you, so I know we, we can all learn a lot from each other. I'm really looking forward to, you know, some of the information you're going to share with us today. Uh, but let's start back from day one. So tell me, how did you get your start in the cryptocurrency space?
1: Oh, man, that's going back a few years now. Um, I actually went to London. I, I actually live about two hours, two to three hours drive. I think it's about two and a half hours drive um, away from London. And um, I went to London for an interview, a job interview. And uh, I called one of my friends to come down and see me. Um, he's an old uh, um, school friend, very close. And he just said to me, look, I've got something, you know, awesome to show you. You can't tell anybody. I've got, I it's, it's amazing. You need to look at this, you know, but it's going to be a secret between us. And I got excited. I thought, okay, let's see what this is. And what he did was he actually showed me a video and it was one of the First companies that were like looking into uh, creating ASIC miners for you know like commercial um, use, and uh, it was called CoinTerra Miner um, or CoinTerra. Um, it was back in 2012, um, in December around this time of the year. And they created one of those like videos around blockchain and how it's going to disrupt the whole banking system and it's going to change everything. And I've never, ever heard anything like that before. You know, you know, we're so kind of programmed into thinking there's only fiat currency. There's only money as we know it. And that's it. The banks kind of control our money. And we don't even think that they control our money. We just use the bank as like, that's where we put our money. Right. So I never thought of it that deep, but when I realized, you know, this is something that is strange, you know, you you can buy these machines that can actually create money, you know, it's like, you know, a money machine, right? So I really got interested and then I started to understand about all the, all the the decentralization and everything. And some of it obviously went over my head, like a lot of people, but you know, my background is like, like you mentioned, it's, I work for the BBC and, um, you know, I've, I've got a degree in communications and um, digital media. So I've, I've kind of been around people who are very much into technology and uh, understand the media at the same time. So I was kind of fixated on this. And what we did was we got together, me and my friend, and we invested in buying an ASIC miner, basically. Um, but they shipped out late. So we ended up like saying, okay, we want to cancel because you guys are late. And by the time it gets to us from Texas, you know, to all the way to London, um, it's, the difficulty is going to increase. We're going to get less for our buck. You know, for, for you know, and um, eventually they wanted to keep us as customers, so they sent us two. So I, I got into uh, Bitcoin by actually mining Bitcoin back in those days. So I got involved. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so he, he was mining with his machine, I was mining with mine, and we, we were just like mining in two different locations. Um, right where I'm sitting right now in this room, um, I had an ASIC miner, and it was just mining away Bitcoin. Um, I remember like, he he set it up for me in London, and I drove to my hometown Um, through the night, you know, it was like two in the morning, and I was like driving with this ASIC miner in the car. And when I got home, I got home like I took the wrong road or something like that, and I got home late, like early in the morning. I think it was like five o'clock. But the first thing I did was turn 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 on the miner, and those two lights started flashing, and I knew I was me. I was I was helping to create the new the next Bitcoin, you know, like mining the Bitcoin, and it was just a fascinating experience. It's just amazing, you know, that feeling but you know unfortunately my family didn't think so because obviously it made a lot of noise with the big fans and the the heat it gave off so it wasn't really designed to kind of mine you know at home it's not really perfect so i, I took it out to the garden put it in my mom's greenhouse you know and told her that her plants will benefit from the heat <laughs> and <laughs> the neighbors started complaining about the noise and then eventually like i found this area where i could mine um so i mined for about 6 7 months and uh, it was doing pretty well. I switched between Bitcoin and Peercoin. So sometimes I used to uh, mine Peercoin. So there was Bitcoin, there was Litecoin, there was Peercoin, there was Namecoin. Those were the ones. Um, but I just went from Bitcoin and Peercoin. Um, and I had, had some Litecoin as well. But yeah, I got involved early, uh, but not as early as some some people. Uh, but obviously earlier than others so we all kind of get in at different times and i i feel that right now um you know it's it's such an exciting time i kind of overlook all this kind of fear and all this stuff you know i just look back to those days and think we've come far you know we really have
0: Yeah, so absolutely i mean you've been around since 2012 so you've you've lived through you know some bear market times already so this is yeah kind of like you know what to expect right
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I've, I've, I've seen it drop to $150. And at that time, uh, one of my cousins said to me, look, I've got five grand, you know, w- what shall I do I on invest? But he had no idea about Bitcoin. And I said, look, put it in Bitcoin. You, you, you're going to do really well if you put it in Bitcoin. He goes, what is that? I said, it's virtual money. It's like, you can't, he goes, money? Well, h- how do I get it? Whereas uh, you can't see it. You can't put it in your pocket. But, you know, it's there and it's going to be very valuable. It was hard to explain. And obviously, I didn't have the knowledge that I have now. So it was hard to kind of um, explain to somebody. And he, he said to me, look, I'd rather keep it in the bank. And he kept it in the bank. So when it went to $1,000, he called me up and goes, it's gone to $1,000. I should have bought it, you know. So, uh, but I bought some, you know. So it's like, um, you know, you have these opportunities that are rare. And I think when, when you're in the thick of it, depending on when you got in, like, obviously before it got to uh, 150, it was a lot higher. And certain people bought it. At a much higher um, cost, so for them it was a bad time so it all it's all perspective you know you if you don't understand the technology, if you don't understand what you 're actually buying then you 're not going to appreciate it and I think that's what people are going through right now, where you know a lot of people obviously bought at a high last year you know in December unfortunately um you know they didn't understand the history of that you know peak, and they got in because everybody else was getting getting in it was it was the talk of the of the, uh, the dinner table during Christmas. And now they're feeling it because obviously, some people, my friend, some people took out loans and spent, you know, the, rinsed out their credit card for this. And obviously, you feel for them. But, you know, in the long term, it's. Yeah, they're actually going to be okay. But the thing is, if you're taking out a loan, if you're taking out money, you can't afford to lose, you know, it's going to be tough times for you right now. So it's some things you can't really control, you know, you can't help people with because it's, they should have done the research basically.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people looked at it as a lottery ticket. Get oh yeah, quick, And uh, you're right. You always tell people, I'm sure you probably do the same. Don't, uh, don't, don't spend more than you're willing to lose because you, you know, You're definitely not going to lose it in the long term. But if you need to pull it out in a few months, you know, it may be it may be in a dip.
1: Yeah. And I think 2017 was crazy. I think it was is the most craziest year that I've ever experienced. You know, even even I got caught up in in many ways and uh, not badly as some people. But it was quite because, like you mentioned, I I run a family business seven days a week. You know, I've got two children. It's hard to keep focused on, on your on your craft. And, you know, sometimes you get caught out with, you know, things moving so fast. But I think one of the biggest things we saw, um, there's quite a few things, actually. But one of the um, biggest things was the ICOs, you know, the ICOs that came you know, across as like the next blockchain uh, project that's going to change the world. And they're going to um, bank the 2.2 million unbanked people, all these promises, you know, and they just faded away um, because of the bear market in 2018, a lot of them. But from that, we've seen some real gems, you know, like Neo, um, you know, for example, you know, that are still around. But unfortunately, because of like, you know, how the government is in, Ch- you know, the Chinese government and stuff, they're having some roadblocks. But you know, they got good hope. There's good hope there. So people are confused because of their portfolio and the way it looks right now. It didn't. didn't it looked a lot better a few, you, you know, like 12 months ago. So I think it, people need a bit of. Uh, encouragement i think uh, to understand what has actually happened um going back uh, uh, you know into t- 2017 and even before that you know to actually understand where we are right now
0: yeah absolutely all right so bilal tell me your your website is uh cryptovader.com right and and I've, I've i've followed your facebook page and and your post and so tell me what what's the um uh, what's your vision with with your cryptovader <laughs> website
1: Oh, well, my website, I mean, I've you know, like a lot of people, I've, I've tried to build a website many times, you know, and I think now what it is, is uh, my website is where I would do these podcasts, just like you're doing, and you're doing awesome. I've seen you've done quite a lot of podcasts, and I really do feel that podcasts are the future. I mean, you know, I, although I focus on crypto, I do have like a broad kind of, kind of understanding of how social media and everything's working, and I think podcasts are the way to communicate you know, in the near future, you know, right now, actually, we are in that time when you should focus on podcasts, because people don't have time to watch videos and consume content the way they used to, you know, it's all very fast life. And, you know, it's it's more convenient. So my uh, website uh, is just going to focus on kind of being the main hub of like, you know, where my social links are and everything, but I'm going to be uh, focusing on podcasts there. But right now I've been, um, you know, mainly like helping people on Facebook. I think Facebook is where a lot of the action has been with crypto because, you know, good and the bad, uh, promoting wrong things like MLMs and stuff, you know, that caught people out. And then there's the Facebook ads and stuff. I think people need guidance and that's where the kind of the average person is. You know, they spend their time. A lot of people have Facebook and it's an easier, easier platform to kind of get the message out and guide people. So I spend time where I, I see people, um, and, uh, you know, and my website really kind of links everything together,
0: you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I, I know I've asked you, we've talked offline and you've mentioned a project that really excites you. Uh, what, what can you tell us about that project?
1: All right. So that project is Elastos. And, uh, you know, basically going back a a few years, you know, back to when I started and everything, you know, uh, I've had I've had times when, you know, I've gone through times when there was no project out there that was kind of interesting. And then suddenly Ethereum came along and then you had others that tried to be like raising like crowd sales and stuff. Like one of them was New Coin. Um, hopefully you haven't heard of them. I did, and unfortunately I put four bitcoins into it, and it just disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, you know, they just wrote an email to me saying that they they're kind of dissolving or whatever, and I had to sell that uh, hundred thousand tokens uh, for barely anything. You know, it was it was nothing. I I got uh, less than a hundred dollars for it, um, and but that um, to sell it I had to get onto Bitrix for the first time, so you know kind of short basically i've seen many projects come and die and basically go to the graveyard of crypto but in 2017 there was many projects that were really good like um you know a month ago when neo stratus you know um you you've had so many decent projects um quantum for example And out of all them, you know, a lot of people were holding these uh, cryptocurrencies and they were interested in these projects. But out of all them, suddenly I hear about this project called Elastos. And, um, you know, I'll be honest with you. I just heard about Elastos a few months ago. And it had its ICO at the beginning of this year. So I missed out on the ICO. And, uh, you know, when I looked into the project, everything... It's, it's, a lot of people will tell you, like a lot of the influencers on, on uh, YouTube will tell you it's a very complicated project, and I think that kind of scares people. Um, but when you look into it, you realize that you know, it is so fascinating. So I just want to kind of dive into it a little bit, if you don't mind, and kind of explain what Elastros is and why I, I am so interested in it, even though I've been through so many projects. Why, why this one, and why do I want to focus on this one?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Go right ahead. I've got a pen and paper ready myself to take some notes. Yeah.
1: Okay, brilliant. So so Elastos um, is actually awesome because they are trying to create the new internet. Um, to understand why we need the new internet, you've got to look at what problems we have with the current internet. So Ber- Tim Berners-Lee, you know, the... Um, inventor of the world wide web. He has even said that he's not happy with the current state of the internet. He feels it's broken um, because obviously we get DOS attacks, you know, and uh, so there's the um, hacks and stuff and, you know, your data is vulnerable. But the other thing is a lot of the big corporations, they, they basically hold your data. They own your data. Like even even when you do a Facebook live or you do some kind of uh, content creation, you're you're basically giving ownership to that platform, you know, you don't have that authority, you know. Even though it's your content, but you know, they own it. It's on their server, you know. So um, one thing that I really believe in is in in the near future. But when I say the near future, we're actually in the future in in that time where data is your wealth. You know, you, people don't realize that data is so valuable. But these big corporations, they know how valuable your data is. They're making money from it. Like, you know, a lot of people say you've got to do Facebook ads. You know, Gary V talks about it all the time. You know, you've got to do Facebook ads for your business and all this. But th- these ads really work. And they do because of the demographics that Facebook collects. You know, everything that they collect from everyone, you know, is valuable to them because they're making money from it. That's why, why they can pinpoint to who likes a certain product and they can advertise to that person so demographics you know the the way these companies work with like advertisement and everything is by collecting our data and we're giving it away for free you know we're we, when we download an app we, we're basically accepting the terms and conditions without thinking about it we're not, we're not concerned about our privacy of, of our data um, we're not concerned about how they're actually um, uh, you know your phone actually can listen in and uh, taking certain information that you're you, You're kind of oblivious to the fact that they're actually listening in, but you you probably accepted the terms and conditions on a certain app and it's using the audio that it's picking up, you know, and we've had scares where, you know, children's toys, the the camera on the children's toys are kind of recording or someone's kind of hacked into it. So this kind of stuff is scary, but we're not giving it the importance that it deserves. And I think where, where we're heading now is like with Internet of Things, like all devices connected to the Internet. You know, it's, it's very, it's essential that we focus on privacy and we also understand how important it is to own our own data. So we have smart cars with Tesla, for example, you know, Musk is looking at, you know, um, everybody to kind of start using smart cars in the near future and he predicts like in the next decade or so you know that kind of stuff is going to happen people think it's like make-believe stuff but it's true it's happening right now we just don't see in our neighborhood but we're going to have smart cars we're going to have drones delivering our posts where you know there's going to be a lot of um, services products and services right now that are going to be delivered and um, used in a different way so smart cars You know, you you might think that, how can I trust a smart car to take my children to school? You know, a driverless car. But, you know, if you think about it, with Uber, you would trust your uh, teenage daughter to be taken to a nightclub by a stranger with Uber, right? So why not trust a smart car? But the only reason you wouldn't trust a smart car is because, um, well, the only reason you shouldn't trust a smart car is because it has that connection with the internet and it can get hacked. I don't want my family, my children to be in a smart car without no driver, and then it gets hacked. And and you know, if you if you got some issues with somebody and they hack into your car or if you're somebody important, like you know, that's dangerous stuff, you know. So what's happening with Elastros is they're creating a decentralized internet where All these decentralized applications, and when I say decentralized, I mean, there's no central authority. So there's no Facebook controlling your data. There's no um, way to hack into the system. Everything's decentralized. So these decentralized applications will be able to run on this um, operating system. So what Elastos is basically doing is creating this operating system for the internet, which is decentralized. So you can have this running on your existing android uh, phone your iphone your um, ipad your desktop computer your smart tv your uh, fridge can have it you know because your fridge is going to be smart as well your hoover you know everything that's smart who, what needs the internet can use that platform and run decentralized applications so that the new internet that we have is more secure it's more private we are in control of our data but not only that We can trade our data, so you can actually monetize your data, you know, if you want to. So it's not like Facebook owns your data and only they can monetize it. You can actually earn by trading your data. And another thing that it does, it allows digital assets to be created and traded. So a lot of us like, you know, that you come across, I come across our marketers and uh, they have their own ebook or they have their own course, uh, video course or whatever, right? Um, and we have this with like, you know, uh, this issue with the music industry, for example, where they've created a piece of music and now it's been copied and they're not making the money that they should have done. because people can just copy it. So every time you you basically send somebody something right now, it's a copy. So, uh, you know, there's a duplicate. So you can duplicate one single uh, document or a video or an audio many times, you know, but with with this Elastos platform that is decentralized, what you can do is you can have, you know, digital assets will have an ID. And these IDs are blockchain IDs. The digital assets will have these IDs. The devices that use the platform will have its own ID. And the users, you and me, will have our own ID. And these IDs are the blockchain IDs that the Elastos platform, um, you know, gives you and you wouldn't you would use ella which is the token to actually um purchase the id to register once you have your unique id and you're on the elastos platform you are basically um you know that is what's kind of identifying you so it's like a gateway and once you're in there you're in there with that id and what it does is um yeah, you know, it allows you to have an ID for your digital assets as well. So, if I create an ebook around, say, cryptocurrency and I want uh, to create a limited edition of them, so I want to create uh, 500 of them, so I make them scarce. Okay, so now I kind of release it into the market, there's only 500 of them. Now, if, if, if there's a demand for this um, ebook and there's 500 uh, people who are reading the ebook, and suddenly another person wants to read the ebook one of the people that have bought the ebook would have to sell it, and they can sell it for a higher price on the market, because there's only 500. So this could work with movies as well. So a movie producer can create a movie and then have a limited edition of it, or it could be like games, video games. You can have a limited edition video games, only like there's 500 of them or 50 of them, and the scarcity gives it that value, And also the fact that it's got its own ID, they can be identified and tracked. So the ownership of that data, is all kind of, it uses the blockchain. So the thing is, Elastos has been around before the crypto um, ICO craze of 2017. It's been around since the year 2000. So Rong Chen, he, he used to actually work for Microsoft. He used to work on operating systems alongside Bill Gates. And he left... Uh, Microsoft, and he started working on his own operating system in the year 2000. And, uh, you know, since then, he's been working on a kind of a, a new operating system for the new world where you'll have these internet things and everything is a visionary. So blockchain is, is a piece of, is, it was a missing piece of the puzzle. So now that they've got the blockchain, they've kind of pieced everything together. So they've got all these like carriers, um, elastos carriers that are um, basically within um, TV boxes that have been shipped out. So they've got a partnership with a company um, that is uh, a manufacturer of these uh, TV boxes and speakers and all these other consumer-grade uh, devices, and they've been shipped out everywhere. Um, and they are basically uh, going to create the peer-to-peer um, network that's going to create the new internet. So it's, it's fascinating. It's just it's just mind-boggling with so many things that they're doing, because I could go on and on and talk about the side chains that they've got. You know, where other projects can actually uh, piggyback onto Elastos and and use um, the Elastos blockchain, and the, the fact that you know they can create their own tokens, and people who buy Elastos and hold Elastos um, hold Ella will get airdrops from every single project that is on using those uh, side chains. And then the fact that they merge mine with Bitcoin and Bitcoin being the most secure blockchain, you know, it gives you that security. But anybody who's mining Bitcoin can also mine Ella at the same time without having to do anything different, you know, just have to change a bit of, uh, um, you know, code and that's it. So there's so much to talk about and I'm just fascinated by it. I just dive into it, read about it. And I think what people need to do, right now is actually if you're buying a cryptocurrency you really need to know what you're buying into and you really really need to have a passion for it because if you don't have a passion all you'll be doing is waiting for the price to go up and that's the wrong mindset you know i tell people all the time you know in my community i tell them look only go into something if you really have a passion for it for the long term because that's where the key is you know if you're going in being a part of the community And uh, actually being a part of that and helping that contributing to the success, then it's going to make a difference. But a lot of people are just passive. You won't see him saying anything on the forums other than when is the price going to go up or when is it going to pump or when is it going to go on to Binance or something like that. But if you're actually involved in the community like I am with Elastos, I'm, I, I'm when, I, when I was coming on here, Wayne, with you, I, I, I text them into the Telegram group. I said, I'm, I'm just about to do a podcast with uh, Wayne Marcel um, talking about Elastos, guys. I'll share it with you later on. And they're just saying, that's awesome, you know? I said, like, you know, drop me some, um, you know, bullet points that I can talk about, you know? So you know, there's a community and you've got to feel that community. You've got to feel the spirit. And that's what helps a project. It gets people talking like I'm talking right now. It helps the project. And if it's something that actually works for you, um, you, you it won't be like, uh, I've lost money or the price has gone down. Like Elastos, when it launched its ICO, it was $18 per um, Ella. It went up to $80 and $90. And then with the bear market, it dropped down to $2 now. But for me, as somebody who just kind of found out about Elastos, I dived in so deep. And as soon as I found out that in a bear market, it's still surviving. It's such an awesome project. It's like buy up, you know, at this price. Because people bought 40, 80 and they're like still passionate, you know. But obviously none of this is financial advice or anything like that. But what I'm saying is you need to be passionate about whatever you get into. You just have to have that passion. Sorry, oh, sorry. I've been talking and talking, haven't
0: I? Oh no, absolutely, man. I I love it, man. I I agree. I I tell people all that at the same, you know, same time. Don't just jump into something hoping it's going to go up. Learn about the project. What are they doing, and what are they really working on? Because there's a lot of ICOs last year that raised a lot of money that haven't created anything. So
1: exactly, exactly. And, and with it, yeah. Carry on. Sorry.
0: I was just going to say, and and I mean, just when you talking about your crypto journey in the early days you mentioned some coins that people that got in the last year or two don't even know what you're talking about with some of the coins that were yeah. big yeah. then and now not not even really around or way down there on the market cap just because you know yeah
1: i mean i mean there there are some like quantum for example i do have faith in quantum on neo um you know there are some that i think you can learn a lot from these you know like for example with stratis one of the uh, key points about stratis was that it's a blockchain as a service you know, and it uses C plus plus, and any programmer can de- develop smart contracts with it easily. You know, but since then, you know, since Stratis came out, there's been other projects that are doing similar things. There's been lots of other, you know, you kind of build on other people's experience and other people's uh, challenges and what they've kind of faced. So as as you as as these projects grow, what you'd realize is that you know, for example, um, you know, with the blockchain, um, it with Bitcoin, for example, is it's been forked, uh, forked uh, into Bitcoin Cash and then Bitcoin Cash got forked again. Things happen, you know. This is software. This is code. Um, there's going to be changes. But what you have to latch on to is progression. You know, you've got to understand that you shouldn't confuse yourself thinking that there's so much happening here. It's just overwhelming. Just just try to understand what it is. And what we have here is is the best thing. You know, Oh, one thing I've got to say, Wayne. Um, I have to explain the, it, it. I have to explain this this way, okay? So, Bitcoin. We're all kind of crazy about Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is actually just one application on the blockchain. Okay. So, what people need to understand: it's just one application. the The blockchain. You could compare it to the internet. Okay. So, the internet. It has given off so many new things. Like you know, from the beginning, we're talking about email. You know. Bitcoin is a bit like email when it, if, if blockchain is like the internet, Bitcoin is like email. Okay, so if every think about it, everybody's just crazy about something that might go out of date or kind of people might move on to something else. Now, with Bitcoin, obviously, it's slightly different. There's kind of the emotional attachment to it, there's a scarcity of it. It's not just like email, but things move on with technology, you know, we we progress. And there's going to be so many applications built with blockchain technology. And there's going to be companies that are going to use blockchain technology without cryptocurrency. So it's just the blockchain that we're using. So, you know, we're living in very interesting times with social media, with the fact that anybody can just kind of start a business using their phone. And, you know, there's so much freedom that we have. But at the same time... So much of our freedom has been restricted by corporates, by banks. And we, you have to understand that we are kind of living in the matrix kind of thing, you know, that has been created. This society, everything that, that we know and kind of take for granted and that this is how it's supposed to be. Who says that it has to be like this? I mean, there's 2.2 billion people on the planet that don't have a bank account. They don't have that right. They're not even in the system. You know, so you know, to this technology gives them the the uh, the uh, power to have their own bank. They can become their own bank. There's no middleman, and that's the key. We kind of we're taking out the middleman from every single industry, whether it's health organisations, you know, like the NHS in the, in the National Health Service in the UK. You know, you can take out the middleman. You can take out. You can connect the patient to the doctor directly. And take out all the, all the rubbish in between and the patient data can be secured on the blockchain. You can look at, um, you know, CBD oil, you know, all this craze about CBD right now. You can track from the beginning of the plant, like the birth of, of the plant, where it's, where it's been grown, to the breed, to how it's been delivered to the shop, you know, when you're buying it. So you know exactly where it's come from, what kind of breed it is and everything. You know so, with any any industry, blockchain can actually disrupt it and change it because what we 've been doing so far is we 've been living in a world where we 've got a hierarchy and there 's a system, and people are making money in between all that but what we're, what we 're moving towards is um, a decentralized world where you know we don 't have a central authority, but everybody has a say and everybody has a vote or everybody you know it 's a different way, but the human Uh, how we are as humans where we unfortunately we have emotions that get in the way and there are disputes like the miners and the developers start arguing and this kind of things will happen but we need to be focused on where we are right now as consumers as investors as enthusiasts and we really need to stick together and learn from each other and so if you if your life is boring get into crypto (laughs) <laughs> That's all I can say. You know, you—if your life is boring, if you—if you—if you find that you need to, something to do, you need something to do. Just study the blockchain. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Great, great points. Um, and I agree. I mean, blockchain can establish so much trust. And you know, I kind of—I posted in a group the other day. It was one of the Facebook groups. I can't remember which one, but it was just a post about you know people think cryptocurrency is just about money, and it's really about freedom. And a bunch of people that you could tell probably got in the last few months or got into the top were all, you know, kind of hammering with que- you know, questions. Why do you say that? And What makes you think that? And it's they don't really realize that their eyes haven't been open like yours and and, you know, and others, you know, that, that realize that, you know, we're we're, you know, you know, true freedom. And, and, and you're right done, bank. That's another big problem that, that blockchain is going to solve.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at look at all the all the stuff that's happening in France right now, you know. And uh, there's a lot of people who go to the streets and you know protest, and they're not happy with the government, or, but they feel restricted that their voice isn't being heard because even the media is controlled. You know, you only get to see and hear what they want you to hear and see. You know. Um, I've worked for the BBC for four years I know how uh, regulated it is even though it's supposed to be like a public a public thing it's you know I just feel that every, a lot of it's fake when I was in that newsroom I, I felt you know that I was around fake people you know they they were a person on screen and there are another person in you know in front of you um, I mean it's just I don't like all that fake fake stuff you know so for me it's like and another thing is like with social media it's powerful as well. Cause you know, I remember times when, you know, I had to, well, I applied for a job with the BBC about 10 times and I got rejected and finally I got in and um, you know, it was, it was difficult trying to get yourself on camera, you know, to get to that point where somebody would actually say, Hey, you know, do you want to do a clip on the radio um But I, I was persistent and I managed to get there. But you know, now with the smartphone, you don't even have to go through the BBC or the ITV or MTV. If you're good at singing, get on TikTok, you know? It's like, if you, if you want to, you know, get some attention, use your phone and do something, you know? People don't realize what kind of freedom they got with their smartphone. But unfortunately, a lot of this freedom is through these platforms that are now the oligarchs, you know, um, of the new world. Because... Um, you know, you've got Mark Zuckerberg, you've got Bill Gates, you've got Elon Musk. They are the oligarchs. You know, technology, it's no longer the industrial uh, age. We're living in uh, a new age, a digital age, and we're moving towards another age where uh, we're going to be living side by side with devices and um, basically robots, you know, artificial intelligence. So, you know, again, our, our, um, you know, our kind of... uh, our data is at threat, and who we are is at threat. Our identity is at threat. You know, I read the other day about something about you know people chipping themselves so they got their um, ID, uh, their information. You know, their in in their, within their kind of palm, so they don't have to take out their bus pass. I mean, that's lazy, but it's it's, it's interesting because people are taking it like you know it's nothing, you know. Yeah. But you're putting a chip in your body and you don't know how that can be used, you know? You're basically chipping yourself, and in the future, I believe that a lot of people will be having that done to them because that's the way we have to have our passports and IDs done, that we're gonna get tracked in that way, you know, and you're open to being hacked, basically. And, uh, you know, humans aren't, you know, we're not perfect, but the perfection is in the imperfection with us humans. But as artificial intelligence, grows in the world you know as we kind of progress i don't know if you've seen videos of sophia but as as things move yeah. on you know we're going to be questioned for our imperfections and what we need to realize is that our data is our strength our identity is our data our digital footprint who we are as a person everything we have to take ownership of that and that's why i feel that this decentralized web is how it should have been, and that's where we need to move on to. And with Internet of Things, that's what they're going to use. All these devices are going to be connected to the decentralized web, and that's the only way we're going to be able to use it. Otherwise, we can't trust these devices. You know, anyone can hack and take control of it. So we're living in very interesting times, but for me, I've got two sons, one's three, one's seven. For me, my kind of goal, my journey is to kind of, Create a better world for them because they're going to live in it anyway. Uh, you know, my three-year-old, he, he's on the iPad. He knows more than me on some of the things like Netflix. He knows how to get the cartoons on there. I don't watch TV. Um, I don't have time for TV, but they know more than me. And I encourage them. I encourage them because that's the world they live in, you know. Uh, my, my parents were like, you know, they watch too much of it on their iPad. You know, they shouldn't be on their iPad, but it's the world they live in. You know, that's how they're growing up. And if they, if they don't do that, they're going to be left behind. And I think a lot of people need to realize that if you stumbled across crypto, even at a high, the fact that you've stumbled across it, you're, you're a very small part of this very small percentage of the world's population, you know? And you're very lucky to actually even know what crypto is, what Bitcoin is or blockchain is, or actually be interested in this conversation right now you're a very 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 small percentage and that makes you very special
0: absolutely I will. you know man you you dropped a lot of knowledge on us i want to thank you for your for your time today man i'm definitely uh, going to I dug a little bit since we talked but i'm going to dig a little bit more into last dose and uh awesome. you know I, I recommend everybody else does the same um,
1: yeah i mean look into it and see see what you know we'd love to hear what you think of it and the the, the other thing is i haven't mentioned uh uh, way that they have something called the cyber republic which is a massive community of uh, developers of designers of basically everybody from all walks of life who are into elastos and it's, it's a republic it's a country because they have their own delegated proof of work they have the you know the, the voting system they have everything that a country needs they even have their own currency don't they so they they are a country you know in that Space And that's how the world is going to be. We're not going to have borders. We live in a, a, a global community now where the Internet has basically broken down barriers. Look, where are you? You're in, in the States. I'm, I'm in the UK. We're talking live. All these yeah. people from everywhere. They're going to listen in. It's like, you know, the world is smaller now. So it's, just, it's one community, regardless of what racial background you're from or where, which country you're from. It doesn't matter anymore. You know, it doesn't matter which the governments and the things that restrict us and all the politics, it doesn't matter. We can form yeah. our own countries. That's amazing. So this cyber republic is like your own country and everybody in there is talking about how we're going to create this decentralized Internet. And it's just fascinating. You be a part of, you if you're uh, and the way you get citizenship is your blockchain ID. So yeah. your blockchain ID is your, pa- your passport into this world. And it's just amazing. And uh, I encourage everybody to look into it, not because I'm, I'm not telling you to like invest into Elastos. This is not kind of financial advice or um, because it's not even a company. There's no CEO. You know, it's a, it's a it's open source. It's a project that's using yeah. blockchain. They're, they're passionate people, developers, they're people that are trying to create a better Internet for a new world, you know, and I think people need to understand if they, if you're interested in technology and you're trying to understand blockchain and you want something challenging that is like going to blow your mind, then, you know, you need to learn about Lazarus and see what these guys are doing. Cause it's awesome. Cool. All
0: right, Bilal again, it's been a pleasure, man. I want to thank you for, for hopping on and I want to thank everybody for listening. Hopefully you took some notes like I did. If not hit rewind or start it over again and listen. Uh, but Thank you, everybody, for listening, and thank you, Bilal, again. We'll catch you on the next episode.